0: Let's go. Could, my eyes, I can barely open them right now, so I feel like this is the move. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. You ready? Yes, sir.
1: All right. Let's do this. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolf in the house. You already know it. Today, we got a special guest in the building. This guy, I've been following this guy for a long, long, long time, and he has Amazing, amazing music talent that cannot be on par with any of the greatest because he is our greatest. He's a legend in the making. He is the one and only
0: Infinite. Let's go. I've never had such a hype intro in my life. Dude, that's how we that do was it, man. <laughs> that, was, that was wild, fuck. Thank you for that, holy shit. Hey,
1: that's how we do it, man. That's how we, we hype shit up, you know? We hype it up, man. That's how it is. Let's go. Let's go. So first things first, man, before we even get started to the stuff, man, how are you, man? How are you doing?
0: I'm chilling. I am doing I'm doing all right today. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. It's going
1: to be fun. Oh, it's definitely going to be a, a fun one. And it's going to be a very, very, very good one. I know I've been praising about it for the whole day, man. I've been praising about it since we had that conversation when you said that, yes, you have no idea how I was when you said that. Yeah, I was literally jumping off through the fucking walls, man. Because oh, hell yeah. You know, I've been, I've, like I said earlier in the introduction, I've been hearing about you since cymatic days, bro. Imagine oh, that. Shit.
0: Yeah. Okay. So,
1: so imagine me like me at uh, that time when Simon was starting to pop up and I hear infinite and then I see your trajectory all the way to where we are right now, where we finally meet out for me to me. It's like, oh my God, I got this guy. This is awesome.
0: That's wild. Oh, that's dope that you're that you've been around that long and that you uh, were excited to have me because I actually like had only like I don't know, maybe like a few weeks before you hit me up. I had like seen that you've been doing the podcast Because mm. I don't remember if it was Ryan's episode right or someone but I seen one of them post it and I was like Oh bet I'm a like I'm a holler at him because I feel like this would be fun and I knew you through the discord Obviously, so yeah. it's interesting like you just you beat me to it like just right after I had started listening to them So that was dope.
1: No, no, that's the universe man the universe Hang itself shit. The universe is telling us is like yo, we need to have a sit down. We need to have a chat, man. That's how it is, man. And that's yeah, th- yeah, though. Like I do really appreciate. It. I said it in the in the chat, man. I really appreciated you saying like you know, like you've been following me on the podcast and you know you've listened to at least some of the boys, you know, from the Grocery Boys. Shout out to those guys. Let's <laughs> go. Yes, yeah, a, a good game, man. I'm trying to get as much as as much as all of them as possible. You know, uh, some of that are very hard. Yeah. Some of that are very hard because they got managers and managers are sometimes don't work out with me i don't know why i don't know there's no hate with them it's just they just feel like nah you ain't it b i'm like
0: yeah yeah i mean to each their own but i mean i'm always down to ch- chat with the homies i, I- chat with homies all the time might as well chat on the internet
1: absolutely why not man so so coming up to what I said earlier about the cymatic days, be, like, can you give us like a little bit of like bio of how it all started? Like, First off, how you got into the cymatics, and when did you actually start the whole shindig with the whole production level that you are
0: right now? Um, damn, okay. Um, I'd actually been like, man, I've been doing this for quite... Because like I've been doing this shit for like a long time now like really? probably like 10 years uh, maybe yeah i guess because like nine years ish but like when i started this production thing when i was 18 whatever um like the like the internet and the have community mm. like it is right now was like not a thing like it's just like a completely different planet like back yeah. then i was like I was on this thing called dubstep forum which was like at the time it was where if you were inter- interested in like dubstep production like you were on this shit because like this was back when every like every legend right now like the funk case the excision like downlink mm-hmm. like all of those OGs like these guys were all like in very active ground. on right. this shit and like you could like talk with them like they always replied like this was like this was back when, like, Excision was getting crazy blow up because of, Ooh. like, his Shambhala mixes and shit. Yeah. So he was, like, the biggest thing, sort of, I guess, at the time in dubstep. But, like, that, like, dubstep was such a small corner of, like, dance music. It was, like, Excision could have been the biggest thing in the, in the like, dubstep thing. And it would have still been, like, y- y- like, it was not like it is now where, like, these guys are throwing these, it, like... I don't know how many people Lost Lands is, about a million person festival. For real. Like, and it's like the communities that these guys have on the internet now, mm. like through the Instagram and Twitter and shit. Um, because like Instagram was not a thing back then. Yeah. Like when this Step forum was a thing. Um, Twitter was like whatever. Yeah. It was very like not like there was no really like way to go viral yeah. the way that like everything can go viral now so that that was back when i started doing that sorry i just like went off on a huge tangent about how the internet was but (laughs) yeah back when i started doing this um i basically learned and kind of like grew through kind of like dubstep forum at the time Mm. and then like the facebook and instagram and shit started to like become normal um but i'd probably been doing this for like five six years before cymatics um hit me up to work and if I mean, if people are too young that are listening to this, if they don't know no, about cymatics. They, they, can, they, they, can. like,
1: they can't be this young, like not like, know what cymatics is.
0: If they don't know what it is, it was like this sample pack company that kind of came out of no, nowhere yeah, and just exploded in like... just In a ridiculous amount of time.
1: Like it was just yeah, it was out so of the blue and bam.
0: Yeah, so they were this huge sample pack company that they are still like massive now. Like they exploded and they killed that shit. I've always had nothing but good things to say about Cymatics because yeah. I thought they were great at what they did. Um but they hit me up just to asking for I think it started with like I did a sample pack and I was just like mm. a free download. But like they were going crazy at the time. So like like I got so much of a following just from like that. And then I started doing like some more work for them. I did like feedback sessions and like project files and stuff. Um, but yeah, at the time they definitely like definitely helped me like grow a following and yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of became known, I guess, for like also just not like producing music and shit, but like being a part of that at the time. Cause like a lot of kids were really locked into that shit. Yeah, like
1: dude, at the time was- I was doing
0: it. So, um, yeah, they helped me like grow a lot for sure. And then how I got to hear from then, I mean, that was kind of just the way the internet worked at the time. I don't even, like, kind of remember exactly how I started growing mm-hmm. my numbers on the internet. Um, but
1: you know the re- fan just, like, exploded a bit more after Cymatics or during after Cymatics time?
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, at least on on the internet, like, mm-hmm. I still wasn't really heavy or, like, touring much at all. But, like, my socials, like, really, I started having, like, a lot more kids following my shit and, like... Mm-hmm just being a lot more interested in what I was doing so right um, yeah that was great and then i just i don't remember like cuz i never had like a like a one track like huge massive blow up type mm. thing like
1: okay, yeah. i kind
0: of just like very much like did my thing and just kind of very like slowly surely just got to the point to where like i ended up having management this is like before the pandemic and all this yeah, became yeah. not but but I ended up just like linking up with the, with management and like an agency and then started touring and then got put on like a bunch of support tours. And then that was kind of as popping as I was. And then like the pandemic came and then, you know, shit.
1: Yeah. No, fucked everybody up on that one.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still like very much in like the recovery mode from that. Hmm. Cause like being from Canada, it's, like it's really kind of, I mean, it's it's opening up now. It's more so like normal ish out here. And like it's looking like it'll be safe for me to tour again soon. But like mm. Canada was like locked down so hard, like while the states opened up. Yeah. And like through the pandemic, my visa, because the pandemic was like two years, my visa that I had got. Three years prior like two years of that visa just sat completely wasted because oh, i couldn't tour during the whole pandemic so yeah so like i'm in the process of getting a new visa sorted mm. but it's kind of like yeah it's just i just been recovering yeah. from that and yeah like, it's just, just a, lot a lot of dumb protocols
1: pandemic. yeah a lot of crap that you had to start all over again more fees that you gotta pay for more paperwork and then once you do it and then it's gonna take forever for them to say okay you're okay to come over to the country and get paid
0: yeah exactly it's like i mean just doing a visa process when there's no pandemic for two years is like annoying as fuck yeah. by itself. So like just like watching that whole process completely go to waste. And then it's like, okay, I have to wait until it's like for sure Canada is not about to lock down again because last thing I want to do again is like drop three racks on a visa to have all this Jeez. shit shut down again. Cause it was so back and forth for yeah. so long. I was like, fuck man, like I can't be dropping a bag like that and risking we're going to have like another 6 months shutdown like so
1: damn I didn't know I it was like- I didn't know it was that much. I knew it was it was like a few hundred dollars. I didn't know it was thousands.
0: Oh man, no, bro. <laughs> oh, shit, no, okay, bro. The last visa that I had got um when like in 2018, yeah, that was when I was like that was when I was like the biggest I had ever been Mm -hmm. like I was doing well. And then like, cause to apply for this visa that my management got me, um, it's called the O one visa, which is like, it's good for three years and like, you can go in and out much as you want. But it's like, it's like the, like the lawyer people told me it's like the same type of visa that like a Justin Bieber would have. So it's like, like the elite, like performing artists, like top tier visa thing. So to get this thing, it's right. like 3000 US Jesus. once, like once it's done with like the application and lawyers yeah. and shit. But when you also do, and then there's like a lot of fees on top of that. Yeah. Of course. But then when you, sub- when you submit this shit along with like how much it costs, like the package of stuff that you have to give them is like, so extensive like you have to get like a bunch of testimonials from like very notable industry professionals you have to give them like years worth of press and articles and like because you have to like prove to them that you're like
1: legit yeah
0: a big deal and like like yeah there needs to be a reason for you to go there so you have to basically give them a package of like years worth of just telling the government basically like how fucking sick you are and like why they should let you in but then once you apply with all this shit and you pay there's still like no guarantee that you're gonna get it and if you don't get it you don't get refunded but when you also apply to this the timeline is like of when you will get the visa it's like yeah it'll be done anywhere between zero and 90 days so like three months but like you so often like you have to, because when you apply for this visa, you have to give them like a tour itinerary yeah that has like shit that you've already got booked. So you have to book the tour before you get the visa, because you have to like prove to them. That's why you see so often, because artists will say like, "Hey guys, my visa didn't come in time." Like, yeah, I can't make- but so if you get like close to that window expiring, you you have to pay like fifteen hundred more usd and then that will guarantee that it's done like within 12 days once you pay that fee so so when i had my first tour booked i already paid all that money and then it got to that window where like my management my agency were like yo it's getting to that point where like you need to pay that if you want to guarantee the first few stops or like if you want to risk it but i was like no fuck, for sure like i'll pay the extra money And then it was done the next morning, of course. So like, yeah, it ends up for that for that type of visa, it was like it was like like close to five thousand dollars or something. Yeah, bro, it's like, and it's just the money and like the stress, bro. Like the stress waiting for that shit to come back. I've like I think I lost like ten years out of my life because I didn't sleep for like two months because I I was like, dude, if I don't get this visa, I'm But that's why every time you see an artist on Twitter, be like, yo, my fucking visa just came. Like, it's literally like one of the best days of your life. when you get that shit.
1: Yo, I didn't know it was that bad. And I didn't know it was that much money that you got to drop. And that's the and You said it yourself. It's not even guaranteed. So even if you're already booked ahead of schedule, they can just like say, nah, you ain't good. And you're yeah, like, what about down. all those books?
0: Like, you're fucked. Yeah, that's why. Like, you have to be so thorough with that package when you submit it. Like, cause yeah, if they if you, they're just like, no, bro, like, this ain't it, then you're you're out the money, and then you're fucked. No touring.
1: Fuck.
0: And what? And what's the visa that that
1: allows
0: you to stay and live in the states? I could have. I could have lived there. On the O-1 visa. Oh, okay. Because that was the yeah. uh,
1: situation with Josh and Pat from Modestep. Those are the homies, you know? And yeah. this, when the pandemic hit, because those guys were literally about to start their tour, their live tour. They're literally about to, you know, sign to Disciple. They got a couple EPs. They were ready to, like, fuck shit up. And then also of a, sudden, a pandemic hit, and they were like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and they got and they never got deported. They say they they got to stay in, in in LA f- in, during the pandemic and even afterwards. But but the whole time, in my head is like, wait a minute! Don't you get deported if you are not proving then that you're still working? Like, oh
0: yeah, which which they would have had to like, which I mean, with they're still technically working through like royalties and shit, but sure. obviously they. Yeah. Have- but there's that, 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 you that, like that itself is not enough,
1: you know? That, that itself is yeah. not enough to feed yourself or, or even pay the rent of wherever you're, you're living, you know?
0: Yeah. And yo, the pro, so like as lame as the process was for me to do that visa, mm. um, I'm Canadian. So it's like, even as fucked as that process is for the, all these, all these people from Europe, all the artists who are going for these, like, what I've been told is that shit is like 10 times as fucked as mine is. Like apparently they have to just like do the craziest like shit to get their visas. So like as much as I want to bitch about mine, I heard theirs is just like awesome shit. Welcome to the America system. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Jesus. And it's super, I'm so jealous because everybody from the States, Mm -hmm. like from what, from what they've told me, like, there's, there's zero visa to come to Canada. They need like- Wait, it's called it's called, it's called like a letter of exemption or something. They basically just need like a piece of, like a document from a promoter. What? It's like, it's like, <clears throat> the easiest thing in the world for them to come and play in Canada. But yeah, like it's, they basically all told me it's like a no questions asked thing for them to come here. Like long as you don't got a record or like no sus shit, it's yeah. There's no money. There's I know that guaranteed. There's no fees. There's no I think there's like they take their tax exemption from your fee or some shit, but like, yeah, they do not like drain your bank account. Get
1: the fuck out of here. So it's hard to get into the states, but it's easy to get out.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's why all the homies of mine be like covered here, no problem. God damn. What? Yeah, I'm jealous. What? It was that easy.
1: Dude, I, I didn't know that this whole visa situation really works. Bro, this is this is why I keep telling everybody the fucking system oh, yeah. is broken. It's
0: fucking oh, it's broken. crazy. Yeah. It's wild how many how many artists get fucked over visas. Makes me want to cry every time I see one of them tweet be like, Hey guys my visa didn't come because i was just like oh my god i like if my visa didn't come in time i would have been so devastated yeah so i just i just heartbreaks for them i'm like oh my god this like that's the worst feeling ever
1: i can't imagine dog i can't imagine bro that now now i've now i feel much more sympathetic to everybody that tweets that out says like you know about my visa or hey guys i'm sorry i had to cancel we couldn't make it, you know, yada, yada yada. Now I, now I feel more sympathetic. Now I feel sorry. I feel like, damn, bro, this sucks. Like, I'm sorry that my country is a piece of shit, in a way. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, seriously, it's, crazy. it's supposed it's to be. Wild. It's supposed to be the land of are brave and the free. You know, where it's uh, the American dream. Everybody come in here and do the work, and you and you get it. You know?
0: <laughs> no, no way. Nobody come in here and work. They said. <laughs> Holy shit, Thank man! You. No,
1: I, 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 damn, bro. I, you know, I feel for you guys. I, 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 fortunately, I didn't have to go through that because I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. You know, and me, and despite what many people will say about my island, which is wild to me because we're we're considered U.S. Uh, citizens. The moment you are born in Puerto Rico, you're considered Americans, full and fruit. We got social security card, passports everything, you know, we're considered Americans. However,
0: really? yeah, we're considered yeah, Puerto, yeah, Puerto Rico is a country though, correct?
1: Ah, I'm going to get to that right now.
0: It probably sounds so dumb asking that. No,
1: no, no. Don't 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 ever feel like that because you know what? A lot of people do not know about this, you know, and I don't yeah, I don't yeah. blame them. Um Puerto Rico is is literally a colony for the United States. So we have our own shit, we have our own laws, but we use U.S. currency, we use U.S. federal laws, and yeah, and we have all the U.S. benefits. Difference is, difference is, we're considered as a territory of the United States, a colony. It is what it is, call it what it is, you know? That's what we are. We, we can uh, compete in tournaments and represent our flag, our country, as a country itself. We're we're still under the American influence. We're still a colony from those guys. We're still Americans, no matter what. So, yes, we are a country of Puerto Rico. So someone can say, oh, yeah, I'm from Puerto Rico, and we'll hold the flag about it and be proud about it. But at the end of the day, we're 100% Americans, no matter what. Like, we can literally travel to any state in America, from Puerto Rico to any state with just our our license, and that's it. We don't need to Dang. require a passport or anything.
0: Crazy. That, I, th- I thought Puerto Rico was completely its own thing. I probably sound very stupid. I'm nah, bro,
1: I I, I I I can beat you with some stories. I heard stories when I traveled to the States when I was younger, you know, for camp and other shit. People asked me, where you from? And I was like, I'm from Puerto Rico. The first, I kid you not, guys. The first thing they come out is, that like, was that Mexico? I'm like, emotional, like, damn no, it. Mexico is here. Puerto Rico in the Caribbean hey. islands. Oh, but you don't Don't you speak Spanish? Like, yes, our main language is Spanish and we also speak English because we have... Oh, so you're Mexican? I so. Like, oh my God, no. Nah, we're Americans. We're Americans. We're Americans. We're Americans. I had people telling me people telling me, do you guys got McDonald's in Puerto Rico? <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, I die a little. I die. I was like, seriously, like... Me? <laughs> there are a million questions you oh, could ask weird. me about Puerto Rico but the one that you w- want to be assured is that if they got That's McDonald's weird. they got some
0: Mickey D's oh my favorite one how many, how many people's thought process is that I'm like yo do you want to hit this country and Top their top question is do they got McDonald's Oh, that's bro! People—they got McDonald's in every country. I thought—I think that's like illegal to not have McDonald's. In your
1: right? Country. Even even the even the countries who have dictators on it still have McDonald's.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> like uh, even the dictators would to have some Mickey D's. You know what? Uh, uh, no, that's Burger now. What what's the what's the famous burger that they have? A, a Big Man. There you go, a Big Man. Obviously, they the big, they want a Big Man. They'll be like eating those fries and shit. You know. But no, people yeah. assume that we live in a third world country, that we live in poverty and we're poor, and yeah, we live under a cacique, which is um, a bamboo house in Spanish. But I That's had funny. I had people give me these questions for the longest time. At first, I, I at first right now it doesn't bother me as much. If somebody asks me, and I'm just like, you know what? Just Google it, bro. Just Google it. You got your phone. You always you always on Facebook. Go Google. Go do your own research. You know what you consider research. Go do it. You know, but at that time, I didn't know any any letter, any better. I'm like, damn, you guys, this dumb motherfuckers. Are you guys that read really that stupid? Like, like, yeah. like, like shit. I was forced to learn American history. I was forced to learn about the whole slave trades and how there's actually people in Puerto Rico. I was forced to learn all about that shit and learn a puerto rican history like god damn bro damn you're crazy for that yeah it's crazy bro but i got side chart there what was it that i said about puerto rico oh yeah um yeah we're, we're fortunate enough that we're considered americans so we don't so we don't need really need a passport to enter the country and that's exactly how i did it like i as soon as i finished college i just like pack up my shit and just move to miami and now, this has to be my home for, for almost eight years, you know? Gang. And Wait,
0: you still live in Miami?
1: Yeah, I still live in Miami.
0: Oh, bet Shit. Miami, boy.
1: Yay. Yeah. So you already know if know you're pa- passing by Miami, just let me know and I'll pick you up and you can stay in my place, man.
0: Let's go. Let's shit. go.
1: You already know. You already know, man. But yeah, I, I moved here. After I finished college, because I was kind of lied and disappointed from my college experience, I was just like, I did not learn anything. I just got a degree out of I don't know what the fuck. And I'm never going to use this ever again. And this is not even my passion. I just did it just to please my parents just for the time being. And so that way I'm allowed, you know, do whatever I want to do. And then I ended up going to SAE, School of Audio Engineering, and managed to graduate along with my brother on Nitty Gritty.
0: Oh, dope! That's
1: cool. So, me and Ricky actually have a big history. Um, actually, not too long ago, though, he went to the Grammys. He was nominated for a couple of them. Um, yeah, see, so he was
0: there. Like, yeah, what was it? Two nights ago. Yeah, he was there with. He's always man, that guy's always nominated for Grammys. though. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, bro! If you, if I, I think tell he won, you, yeah, he got one. He won one last year.
1: A land Grammy. He he won a land Grammy last year. Uh, oh, it was I last year or he, the year
0: before I think that one was side piece or something
1: he he was nominated on a category with side piece yes he was nominated but he didn't win. i think diplo won that one.
0: Oh, interesting Weird, dude my bad
1: no nah, no no worries um uh, this guy gets nominated it's like if i tell you the amount of artists that he actually produces and works along with like i can give you oh, like yeah. a fucking whole list because The guy is a Terminator. For as long as I ever met him, he's a Terminator. And when I say a Terminator, I I talk about in terms of making music. The guy literally wakes up, opens opens up the laptop and starts doing shit. And it doesn't stop until he goes to sleep. I've seen him sleeping in the studio. This is like, oh, yeah, I got a couple of hours. I got to, you know, I'm just going to get shut eyes, sleep, and then I wake up, do this very quickly, and then I got to go and tour. I'm like, huh? How the yes. hell you even got time for that? I've been on his studio a few times. The the EP that he released with uh, Jimmy and Levi, um, All In EP from that released on Spinning Records. I was there when he started that song All In with Jimmy, and Fire. and I was just blown away because he's just started out of nothing. He just like blah, and I'm like. That's it. You already got. You already got your hits on. That's it. They, we, we're cu- what? I can't. Yeah. I can't emphasize how much I like. I seen this dude, and he's like, "Yo, like this guy is going places, man." And I'm, I'm happy that he's got. He's getting to the uh, to a spot where he he wants to be because, yeah, him being a DJ wasn't his plan. To be honest, he actually wanted to focus more on his Ricky Mears persona more. they told him like you know if you want to start doing that like you need to start somewhere and you need to start doing the dj doing the whole nitty-gritty
0: yeah interesting yeah and then yeah i've been following him for like for years and like i don't stay on top of his like music and releases really Mm -hmm. like i'm just not good at doing that but like everything i've heard from him is always fired but he also like yeah shout out nitty gritty because like the shit he be posting and like it literally seemed like he he does not stop like yeah ever like he's just always doing shit like i don't like it's insane to me how i mean unless he's like finessing me but it really (laughs) do seem like he genuinely does not stop like he's either in the studio or he's like dude dude got like a record with Megan, doesn't he? Megan the Stallion, some shit. He had a crazy or yeah. it was a remix or something. Like he's the some of the names he's got on his records are like the like biggest names on the planet type shit. Like, Bro,
1: like he's
0: he, really he has, has no shit.
1: He has worked with um um Mussers beat he has worked with skip marley he has worked with beyonce's remixes he has worked with um yeah Meg the Selling and cardi b's wap he did the house remix and they the label atlanta records allow him to release it oh yeah that's right and he has worked with cardi b before before cardi b blow it up he he worked on the Boda jello album but the song that he oh, did man. didn't didn't made it to the album but he still got paid for it and he still got invited to go to Cardi B. And so anytime he ever wants to do a remix, uh, any remix of any Cardi B's music, it's just one phone call away, and, and they'll be like, "Yeah, you're good to go. Go for it." And oh yeah, and the all all of the lights from Kanye West—they are the Kanye West label—allow him to release that because if not, they would have just like slapped a copyright uh, copyright infringement. And that was supposed to be a a edit, a bootleg edit, and they allow him to uh, release it as an official remix.
0: Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me though. I know, and like, I know his writing credits, production credits are just like so deep. Like, he's yeah. got his shit and everywhere. So,
1: no, I told him that he was gonna be the next Skrillets. No, no cap, no cut. He's like, nah, nah. I told him that, like. When we started it together seven years ago, and he was in my bedroom, and I was teaching him how to DJ so he can learn. I told him, and we we're like, "Yo, you're gonna be the next fucking squirrel." like, and he was like, "Nah, nah, I don't, I don't know, I don't. We'll see, we'll see. I don't think I'm gonna be that big." I'm like, "Dude, don't put your fucking self doubt. Don't doubt yourself. Like, I when I see talent, I see talent, and then when I do see talent, I call it out and I tell him, "Watch out for this person. Watch out for this person." And I've been telling that. My whole goddamn life, especially in the local scene, and not many people even took me serious about it, you know? And people were like, eh, I don't know, bro. Like, we'll see. We'll see. He hasn't done anything. We'll see. We'll see where he is right now, bro.
0: Oh, yeah. He's been been killing shit for a little while now. It's crazy to see how just consistent his growth is. It's wild. I mean, shout
1: out to him, him, man. Shout out to him. He's a beast, bro. He's a he's a holdout there, but... He's, he's reaching his goals, man. He's reaching his dreams, man. I'm so happy that, you know, finally we made it. Um, I, I, I do have to say this. I had to mention this in the pod. You know, not too long ago, um, we actually did talk for a bit. Um, because not too long ago, we we lost a very good friend of ours. Rest in peace to Jacob. Um, it was very sad when we heard the news, you know. It was like literally spur of the moment. And it was during Miami Music Week Ultra Music Festival weekend it was yeah it was just completely sad bro and and when we found out the reason why it it just like it broke my heart overall man because the guy was just he was a very 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 happy person you know a very very happy person who was just full of joy full of smiles all around we didn't know how severe his demons were you know and he had to and he succumbed to that you know and you know, I'm just still waiting for it, you know, to do the uh, memorial service. We're about to do one soon, you know, but it's just, it's sad, you know, it's sad. And I had to bring that attention because um, I, I I don't know if you've seen it in my post, you know, I put it out there very clearly and I tell people and I said this very, very often in every episode, or at least the majority of my episodes, you know, I let the people know like, guys, mental health is this real serious shit, you know, I've had it before. Still dealing it, but my therapy is basically podcasting. So, in a way, I'm getting better at it. But, man, t- depression is not, uh, bro, it's is, is no joke. And I've been on that road before. And, you know, and I always tell people it's just like, yo, anybody you see them, just tell them that you love them. No home or no shit, no, not, not any of that bullshit. Just tell them you love them and that you're always there for them, you know, because you really don't know when is the last time you'll see them, man. And, that that hit home, you know. That hit home. That was probably my first friend that I ever lost through, you know, for suicide. You know, so I had I had my own depression. I hold I had my own demons that I I fought for many years. You know, especially when I was living at a shitty shitty place, and I was working a shitty job, barely no sleep. Um, barely I couldn't do anything with my music at that time. It was just you know I was ready to take off, but my depression was anchoring me down, you know, so I couldn't go that farther as I was hoping to get to, you know, and then, and then I stopped. I went on a hiatus. I say like, I, I need to, because my mental health comes first before anything, you know, and I always tell people like, I think I found my recipe and I always tell the people around if they ever want to get to it. Is like, if you feel some different, if you feel like you're not happy, just do stuff that makes you fucking happy. Like, for example, you know, makes me happy playing Yu-Gi-Oh! For many, it's a child's game, but you know what? That shit makes me happy. Yeah? Playing a little bit of video games, spending time with my cousins or my friends, you know? watching Watching all these Marvel movies, reading anime or reading mangas, watching anime shows, you know? Spending time with my fiance, you know, that type of shit makes me happy. And I always enforce it and continue on it. And I always tell people, like, when you feel a certain way, stop what you're doing. If you had to take a pause for the cost, just talk, just do it. Fuck yeah, bro. This, this shit is real. This shit is real. And I hate when people like say like, oh, you know, that's just an excuse. It's like, you know what, dude, you're an excuse for, you know, because you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is until you you fill in those shoes, you know and oh, yeah, that's facts. Uh, yeah and I- i'm sorry bro i'm sorry if I-, I i damped this a little bit you know but it's something that i always bring it up you know <laughs> because you know it-, it needs to be said you know it needs to be said we need to have this as of like it's okay to have these conversations you know you can't just like make it sound like it's taboo or never speak about it because if we make it sound like it's taboo and that's where shit gets even worse, you know, and then we never talk about it and then we'll never know what's going on and then things can go south real quick, you know, and I don't know, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I, I, I dampered. No, yeah,
0: you're good. No, you're good, baby.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Um. but I do want to ask you, you know, and, and if you don't want to answer it, that's fine by me and we can just opt it out and keep moving, you know, like, have you had this sort of experience and if it's so, what are the steps that you actually do for people who are listening to
0: I mean, I feel like yeah. I feel like if anybody has been following my socials for the last year, they would know that yeah, I've definitely had been going through. I'm going through like that shit um, all the time, unfortunately. Um, But I mean, uh, I mean, there's like a million things that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Realistically, like the best way that you can like help yourself with that shit is just like having people around you that legitimately like want the best for you mm-hmm. and that uh, like make you feel comfortable enough to actually like tell them what's going on <clears throat> so i mean i mean i don't have like an answer because i mean everybody is there who has yeah. or is dealing with that shit, like yeah what's gonna work for me is not gonna work for them That's true. or like a million other people so like i mean realistically like the best thing i can recommend is that just having a- if you got one person like that in your life, I feel like you're lucky. But like, if you got like a decent support system around you, they like yeah. you feel comfortable enough to like let them know what's good with you or what's not good. Like, start there, and then like, yeah, I mean, go go from there.
1: That's 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 a great answer, man. And that's and that's great to that you you're allowed to tell. Thank you for sharing that. You know, honestly, and like I said, like you didn't have to answer that if you didn't want to, and we could just opt that out. You know,
0: that, I know you good.
1: No, I mean, that's
0: not, I wouldn't even say that's like a great answer because like there's a million people who don't have that luxury or like, right. They don't have, you know, anybody for a million reasons, you know, there's a million reasons that you would not be lucky enough to have that person in your life or like connection with someone. So, I mean, yeah, kind of a useless answer, but
1: I mean, don't look at it as a useless answer. It is an answer, you know, and, and you and, and it's not a guarantee that it may help somebody. But if it does help one person, that's that's the best we can do, man. It it only takes that one, and afterwards, yeah. you know, keep it going, bro. Keep it going, bro. Um, yes, sir. I mean, let me ask you this because I know that we've been following you on on your social media, and when you when you do took a pause, like you actually completely stopped social media altogether, like you didn't have any other apps altogether you weren't even watching or paying attention to it how did that feel
0: uh i mean i was like i did my best to stay off of that shit but yeah for like i don't guess it was like six weeks almost two months or maybe i don't know six weeks two months or something i was like i was like i had enough shit going on and like i was just in a place where i was like because through the whole pandemic like i was like Because I couldn't tour at all. So I just started having like, I had like a release every single two weeks. Like, Mm. every single two weeks. I didn't miss anything. So, like, I was just consistently making music and then like worrying about releases and shit. And like, I basically didn't stop that for like two full years. Uh, I was also doing like a lot of like videos and just other shit at the time too. So, like, but I just basically was ignoring like, a ton of shit that I shouldn't have been, mm-hmm. but it got to this point where I was like, yeah, I need to completely like empty my calendar as far as like mm-hmm. commitments and responsibilities go. And like, I need to get the fuck off the internet because like days. the internet and the phone, like, yeah. of course the internet is the greatest thing in the world. I'm on it nonstop. It's the reason why I've had a career. Um, mm-hmm and a phone obviously mm-hmm. it's the greatest thing in the world you can do i can send you ten thousand dollars right now i i can do anything on my yeah. phone right now it's the greatest thing in the world but like the amount of fucking problems and like of the way it's made people so yeah. disconnected is like it drive me crazy now and i like there's nothing i'll hate more now when like i'm trying to kick it with someone mm-hmm and like, they be on their phone nonstop. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. Just, just tell when you're talking to them. It's like they're not retaining a fucking word you're saying. Like they're not chilling with you. It's yeah. like, yeah. It's like if I'm having a conversation with someone and I f- and I don't feel like we're like. And honestly, I used to be fucking. I used to be terrible with this shit. I used to be on my phone, like. I was always like, I would always use the excuse like, yo, I'm working. Cause, like I was always checking my socials and shit. Cause this was my full-time job. Yeah. But like, and so I would always be like, cause really at the time, like my girl was the only one who would call me out on it and be like, chill with the phone. But like, I would just be like, yo, I'm working like chill. I would always use that excuse, which mm. is like s- such a fucking load of shit. Like there mm. is nothing that can't wait that like, you need to be on that shit every second when you're like, and it's just like, I see. It. So I started seeing that in myself. Cause I started seeing it like people were doing it to me. And I was like, mm. I hate this so much, but I like, I just recognize I was like, yo, I do this shit just as much. So I like back when, before I was trying to take a break from the internet, really trying to make an effort to not do that. But then when I was like, yo, I'm not, Like, I'm not posting shit for two months. I'm not worried about like my numbers for two months. I don't have, I know like it's still pandemic right now. So I know I'm not playing shows for two months. And I was like, I didn't care about anything really going on my phone. So then when I did start like just out of habit opening those apps, because I didn't fully delete them off my phone because I like am lazy. So I didn't want to have to deal with re downloading that shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know that really.
0: (laughs) But I also legitimately like, did not want to be on them. So, like, I would catch myself slipping, like, here and then. But as soon as I, like, clicked, like, hey, you're on your mm. shit, I would close it. And it was just like, it was, it's great, dude. Like, really, the phone is like, and not much. Like, my shit didn't change from being off my phone. Like, my life didn't fall apart. Like, right. I would check my emails and shit when I checked my emails, but I wasn't, like, worried about what was going on EDM Twitter. If my release is doing well or just dumb shit, like how many likes my post got. Like, it was incredible to take a break. And I'm still like really trying to not be on that shit because it's also like it's not normal for how much like how much info and shit is readily available at your fingertips. Like if you start your day, if you if your alarm goes off, you roll over and you turn off your alarm and you swipe open and go on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook for like let's say fi- let's say 5 minutes and i'm pretty sure most people probably do it like more than that cuz that's what i used to do and that like 5 to 10 minutes like the amount of bullshit that you have ingested <laughs> yeah. that doesn't affect you like at in all. any way yeah like at all for the most part maybe some of it will a bit but like First thing in the morning, so you've been up five minutes and you've just taken in all of this, like, like it's just fuck is wild, bro. Like, so you're already gonna be either like really angry about something or really happy about something, or like just the amount of like in your face, like stimulating bullshit. And what's crazy to me, because like when I was a kid, I didn't get a phone till I was like eighteen, so Mm. and we didn't have like I didn't have TVs in my room, none of this shit. So like I would would wake up and even like I feel most kids before the Internet, they would wake up, go upstairs and like maybe their parents had like the local on mm -hmm. or something. But like there was no Twitter or Instagram or like instantly available, like worldwide everything. So like you would wake up and like maybe you would see something on the news while you're eating breakfast. Like like one thing and you wouldn't hear about like all these tiny problems about a million people who don't mm-hmm. fucking concern you at all mm-hmm. or you hear about like minor conflicts and like other areas of the world or like all of this shit maybe some of it's great maybe some of it's just like i feel like it's not normal for a human to wake up and just no, be like like that much shit already thrown at you it's, it's like yeah no like it's well, everybody be crazy
1: yeah, bro. I, and I feel you, bro. And you're literally hitting the nail on the coffin in uh, all this. Brooke. It's funny that you say that, that when you wake up, the first thing you do is you check your phone because it, um, a professor of mine said, you know, ask, uh, it, for some reason, we were ask, talking about this co- topic of conversation. that was very controversial. But he says, like, guys, be honest, all of you guys. What's when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? And many of the guys, including myself, I said, well, "Well, when I wake up, I just go to the bathroom, pee, because I've been holding that shit the whole night. The fuck? And he's like, you guys are full of shit. The first thing you guys do when you wake up is you pull up the phone and see what's happening on Facebook. And everybody was quiet. And I was like, oh,
0: yeah, true. That's facts, of course. And,
1: And Bro, I call it the virtual drug.
0: Of course. Because it's a dopamine. Every, 99% of the world who has a smartphone is addicted to that shit. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I, I'm hey. still fully addicted to it too, but I'm also like aware of that shit and I'm actively trying to. Exactly. I don't like this, man. I really don't like how fucked up I am on this. And like, if I, because I started doing it, I kind of like, having this week. I've been off having a shit week with it. But I noticed like the if I wake up and I don't check my phone, like mm-hmm. I just put on do not disturb when I wake up, put on do not disturb and I just do like make coffee. I do like my little morning routine, like a little exercise. It's like a it's like a half hour window. If I can do all of that shit just at 30 minutes without checking my phone at all. Like that start to my day is so much better than, cause if I open my phone, go on Twitter minutes or I check my email or I check Instagram, maybe I get like a message that ruins my day or some shit, or like maybe yeah. I see some issue that I'm just like super upset about. I don't need to know that in that first 30 minutes of that day, there is nothing that cannot wait that 30 minutes. So if I can just wake up, And the only thing I'm focused on is like, I'm waking up, I'm making my coffee. I'm like, I'm like doing my little workout shit right now. I'm about to go. My coffee's done. I'm about to go do that. Takes me a half hour. And then I sit down like just that 30 minutes of not being worried or like excited or like just 30 minutes of like somewhat normal. Yeah. I feel like that just starts my day so much better, and then I can like, be like, okay, now I have to check some bullshit because like, I have to live and like check my emails and texts and shit. But if you just, even just give you thirty minutes of like not overloading your shit, it's crazy. I notice like the biggest difference when I yeah. do that.
1: Yeah, no, I've I I got part of my depression at that time was because I was so hooked up with the whole social media aspect, you know. Because obviously for, for an up and coming artist, you need social media. Unfortunately, it is what it is in today's world. You need to have a social media presence. And I was there the whole time. And I noticed that every time I'm there present, I feel drained, like energy wise. I can feel drained. I don't feel happy. I don't feel, I feel everything has to be forced. Everything has to be feel like somebody needs to approve me. That's how I feel. That's how I felt. Sure. I need to be approved by somebody. I need somebody to, holy shit, this blue check mark guy just checked on me. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. I, ha- I needed that because, and that was my problem when I was making music at the start is that I had the mentality of I need to please others before I please myself because it's the only way to get it out there. And then you get yourself with social media and all that shit. You know, that's the only way that was not the way i and i felt that i felt that when when instagram is becoming at its peak moment at its highest when the whole stories and shit and twitter and twitter was dying from becoming twitter and then now becomes twitter the the toxic place where everybody shits on itself and facebook was just dying overall of, of being a platform and now it's just uh a mean platform. <laughs> I get the wildest yeah. means from Facebook, you know. And I, I saw that. I saw it. I saw the problem, and I said, like, I need to stop that. And when, as soon as I stopped that, it's like you know, circle back to what I said earlier. Like that made me feel better. But I saw it, and I said to myself, like, dude, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm not fucking, you know, putting my presence out there or you know, commenting on other people's posts for. For fuck knows reason, just because I wanted, I wanted my voice, my opinion to be heard. Like, nah, no, no, yeah. I don't need that shit. I don't need. I'm very drama free. I'm in my 30s right now, man, and I've I've dealt with so much bullshit here in Miami with the EDM scene. I've dealt with so much shit back home as well in the scene. Like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I. Ain't, I'm too over this shit. Seriously, I ain't got time for this. So I quit overall of being. Actively present in these social media, even though I shouldn't, because that's the only way how to get people get more involved with my music and with my podcast. But I I said myself, like, fuck people, bro. Honestly. Not not saying that I hate people. No, guys, no. I love my followers, my fans, you know, my listeners, you know, everybody who see me. I love you guys. But I'm in it in the sense in the like I'm tired of, of, of thinking what people think of me fuck that like let me just do whatever makes me happy let me do what I want and, and if people fuck with it babe, yo that's Gucci if no that's fine to me too like I don't need any, I don't need anyone's validation I stopped that like I guess when I think right around when I when I wrote my last set track is when I decided like I'm gonna stop seeking validation for people if people fuck with it cool if not n- better and that was like probably when the pandemic started actually that that was probably it you know and that's when during those two years that's where i started little by little writing the song that that that, that you sing on the the one that me mm. and mantic started started collabing you know because i'd show him and i was i did that just because like i feel that's what i felt like i never done a lot of dubs and i felt like i need a change i want to do something different i want to do something that makes me happy Chill step, melodastic, color bass, future rhythm, whatever, future bass, whatever you want to call it. That makes me happy. It's happy music. And that made me so happy that, you know, you guys like got involved with it. I'm just like, holy shit. I, yeah. did, I did something yeah, amazing. Exactly. Like, and, 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 and I'm proud of it. Like, I all did. Because I'm happy with the song. And then when you guys got in, more involved with it, I got even more happier. It's like, holy fuck, that's awesome. Maybe I'm contradicting yeah. myself a little bit here, but no, <laughs> but it, but but I, I I was just you know I said like fuck it let's just do it do what I makes me happy and if it doesn't make me happy I'll say something about it you know, and and that's when the podcast came about you know that's another reason I got too many reasons why I started the podcast one of them was you know my own therapy I need to talk to somebody or talk to the camera. So somebody can hear my bullshits, you know, my rants, my complaints. Um, also all the ugly shit that happens in the industry that nobody talks about, you know, like if yeah. if 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 you and me know all the fuck shit that happens in this industry and it is not being publicized as much as one should, you know, and my and I'm becoming that. I'm having that platform in which, like, guys. If you guys want to be part of this industry, you should know some of these dirty little secrets. You sh- and know these secrets so either you don't have to deal with them, or if you have, if you do deal with them, know how to deal with them and and help each other out, like form a community instead of eating each other out like fucking sharks. Because I don't know, I don't know how the uh, the Canadian scene is. But here in Miami, everybody's a shark, man. It's every man for itself. Especially the housing. The housing is just brutal overall. The basing, there's no love in bassing. Because as much as a lot of bass producers are here, and there's like a lot of dope bass producers here, they get no love. So Yeah, like, I
0: didn't ever heard that Miami really had like a big bass scene, aside from like when you get ultra, obviously, but like
1: Oh, but Ultra is not even a. Uh, uh, Ultra, I consider Ultra to be a festival for house and trance only.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's still not like a bass festival. They just got got the odd bass acts and shit. And I mean, we're booking a lot more, which is dope. But
1: but still, no, like it, 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 the base that we had was basically um, Forbidden Kingdom. That's the, that was the only base. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the only base until. Um, until the people who who started the festival and run it, they sold it to Insomniac. Now it's an Insomniac owner. Oh,
0: yeah, I thought that was wild,
1: bro. And I and I remember the first flyer that I participated. Like I didn't participate as if like, I was playing, but I was there and I met Dion for the first time. I met Trampa for the first time. And yo, the lineup itself, even though it was small, you have fucking ascension back to back with, you know, Deon Timmer. You got 12 Planet, Adventure Club, Zomboy. you got Sullivan King, you got Wooly. Like, it was stacked. A lineup yeah, yeah, was, was stacked for, for a few artists only. It was stacked, bro. Now it's like a whole different monster to deal with, which... In my opinion, my opinion, guys, my opinion, I felt like they should have never sold it to Insomniac because I feel like they knew the potential they have and they could have get the going and become bigger, better. But, I don't, but I'm not there in those meetings. I'm not in those boards. I don't know what went on. I don't know how much Pasco offered them to you know buy them out. Maybe it was the best option for them at the time. Kudos for them. But if I know I have a monster potential, and somebody wants to buy me out, I will never sell because that means I have a potential and it's going to be bigger than never. That's me, logically, business mentality, how I think. I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know literally jack shit about who, who's buying what or how that works. I'm not even going to pretend like I did, but I feel like that's crazy that insomnia. I did buy it. They obviously saw it was a just a crazy opportunity in a good market so I mean
1: I mean they made it
0: I mean, insomniac has probably stepped it up like they always do with their product yeah. the first year so I'm sure it I mean I, I feel like we'll see what people say about it this year this year I think right last year's last one was the first yeah
1: this year, yeah, it was the last year was the first from Insomniac, and this is the second year. And then we got a bunch of homies, you know, in the lineup, which is dope.
0: Oh, yeah, lots of, I mean, I feel like there's like half half the scene is on that lineup, so <laughs> there's lots of homies on there for sure. It was awesome to see. Yeah. What's going on, baby one? If you guys made it all the way
1: to the end of the episode and you feel kind of left out, like, why didn't the episode finish Like. Don't worry, guys. It's okay. The episode was way too big for me to put it in just one episode that I had to divide the episode because there was so many good content and so many good topics and discussions that it cannot be discussed other one episode, but had to divide it so we can always have brand new episodes with brand new topics every Friday. Always remember that. So be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and of course, the YouTube channel lonewolfpod.com that's right lonewolfpod.com where you can check all my latest episodes and always remember to comment down below let me hear your thoughts share your experiences if you guys got a certain topic that you want me to cover for the next episode please let me know on the comments down below and I'll do my best to do so so thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys in the next one